And I want to welcome everyone, all of you who are coming from our different campuses this weekend. Those of you who are watching online, we're wrapping up a quick series called Cleanse right at the beginning of the year. And last week, Pastor Carter talked to us about how to start the new year. Now, many of us, when we start a new year, we think about, man, is our diet right? You know, are we exercising enough? We think about things that we want to improve in. It centers a lot around, around how productive we're going to be in the coming year. But Pastor Carr talked to us about something that I think is super important. He talked to us about toxic relationships. And he said this, if we don't deal with toxic relationships in our life, it may not be that great of a year. I want to talk about toxic relationships too, but I don't want to talk about toxic relationships that we have with other people. I want to talk about the toxic relationships that we can have with ourselves. You know, we heard this last week, toxic, if we look at that definition, really has to do with anything that has poisonous material that can harm us or even cause death. So what about our thoughts? Can thoughts be toxic? And if a thought can be toxic, how damaging can it really be? You know, our thoughts seem tiny. They're, they're really not something that people can see. So are they really a big deal? You know, a few years ago, I decided to uh, tackle a project, our hall bathroom needed some uh, fixtures on the toilet replaced, and so I dug into it, and I'll tell you, when I got done, it looked good, it worked good. There was only one problem. I didn't go back and check, double check, the fitting that comes out of the water supply line next to the floor. And when I saw this, like, little drip later, I begin to be concerned. Now, here was the problem. Later being that I left for a weekend and came back to my house and found that this little drip had added up to something big. You know, it added up to a mini flood in my basement. And I want to tell you that's how thoughts can be. You know, those toxic thoughts we have, that really don't seem that bad, well, if you give them much time, they can really develop into something pretty tragic. You know, I, I want you to understand that, like, as we start the new year, that a lot of us are thinking about many things that we want to accomplish. I mean, we have goals, things that we're aspiring to do. And I would suggest and probably even guess that thinking about our thoughts probably didn't make the list. It's not something that we do. You know, when is the last time you really thought about your thoughts? But maybe we should, because we have a lot of them. In fact, experts would say this. They would say that we think about 6,000 thoughts a day. Now, I, I don't know how they figured that out. I even read the article, and I still didn't understand bunch of guys in a room trying to figure out how many thoughts we have. But you know, thoughts are interesting because they can be very random. And a lot of our thoughts, they're about information, 
that we're taking in that we need to accomplish something, or they're about things that we need to do, like I need to go wash my truck, or I have to make sure that I tell Kyle about our meeting on Tuesday, or it's going to be a great weekend, I better get outside. And sometimes we think thoughts that are really random. We think things that can be funny. We kind of muse on things like this. You know, if I were to, like, get up and take my family to Florida and live there, what would life look like? I mean, how different would my life really be? We think thoughts like that. We think thoughts like this. If something goes without saying, why do people still say it? You ever thought that before? Or maybe this one. If life is unfair for everyone, does that mean it's really unfair? I mean, there are these thoughts that we have in life, and, and we start to think about them, and they're really something that isn't worth our while sometimes. But they're just things, once again, that we get our mind preoccupied on. But some of our thoughts can be dark. I mean, some of our thoughts, uh, we can really struggle with them. We have thoughts like this. I'm so fat. I'm so lazy. I'm so stupid. I'm so ugly. There are so many things that we think that start to turn a little bit dark, these negative, toxic thoughts that we have. You know, as we've come out of COVID, they've told us that one in three people who are 25 years and younger have struggled with the thought of suicide. I don't know about you, but that like gets my attention. Like I start thinking about our young adults in life and think about the struggles that they have. You know, there are so many things that pop into our mind. We're we're thinking things all the time. You know, we can't always control the thoughts that pop into our mind, but I want to challenge you. I want to say if we don't get serious about dealing with the toxic thoughts that are poisoning our minds and harming the way we think about ourselves and we think about others, man, I want to tell you, it's going to have a terrible effect. Here's the bottom line. We've got to get to the point where we start seeing our minds as a battleground. Our minds really are a battleground. I don't know when is the last time you thought about this, but we are in a war. And the war really revolves around the way that you and I think. Yeah, I want you to know this. Not only are we in a war, but we have an enemy. And that enemy is the devil. And he's not this red little figure that's going around with a pitchfork. I want to tell you that the devil is someone who is intentional, strategic, and he hates you. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. Nothing would give him more delight than that. You know, Jesus talks about this enemy, and here's what he says about the devil. 
He says he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I mean, when you hear that, do you resonate with some of the toxic thinking? These lies that we tend to believe. And here's what I want to tell you about the devil. He's a good liar. He's a good liar and he is effective. And we know it because it comes out in the way we think about ourselves and the way we talk about ourselves. Like this, I can't do anything right. Ever said that before? Or how about this one? I am never going to get over this. Have you ever felt like you could never get over something that has hurt you, discouraged you, caused you to pause? And that's the language of the enemy. This language, I won't ever be happy again. I want to ask you to consider something for a minute. I want to ask you this, is there a pattern of behavior or a choice that is rooted in a lie that you believe? I mean, I I just want us to pause and think about that. Is there something that you have determined about yourself that is rooted in a lie? You know, there was one gal who believed as she was growing up that she really was worthless She just thought she was trash. And so as she grew up and started dating, she just dated guys that treated her like trash. There's another young man who grew up believing that he was dumb. And so he never applied himself. He never chased after jobs that really excited him, that he was passionate about, because he always feared that he would just be told no. You know, these thoughts that we have, these toxic thoughts, they can become so familiar to us that we really don't spend time thinking about how they're hurting us. You know, we listen to these thoughts in our mind, and after a while, we've heard them so much, we don't even think twice about them. You know, some of us, we've grown up in families and lived in families where The way that we treat one another is toxic and it's just normal. We've grown up with insults, sarcasm, put-downs. And some of us, you know, we, uh, we hold on to toxic thoughts because we think we deserve them. It's the punishment for all the bad things we've done in life. And some of us, we even fuel toxic thoughts because we're always comparing ourselves, It's out there on Instagram and Facebook that we're determining our worth, our value. And I want to say this, all of us, all of us deal with toxic thoughts. And all of us are just one step away from believing them and circling the drain. You know, just last week I was circling the drain at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if you believe that your pastor would do that, but I want to tell you it happened. You know, it happened because I had this check that was very important to me, 
and I decided that I would put it in my nightstand drawer. I wanted to put it there for safekeeping, and I thought I would just take care of it and make sure that it was there. A few days later, I came back to get that check, and guess what? I couldn't find it. I want to confess, when I lose something, it doesn't go well. You know, I get upset, I panic, I get anxious, I get irritable, I get angry, and I'm looking for this check, and all these toxic thoughts are firing up. Todd, you always do that. You lose everything. You're so irresponsible. And I'm thinking these as I'm dumping everything in the drawer, out on the bed, and I'm rifling through it, looking for this check, and my wife Sarah shows up. And Sarah just comes to the door, and she looks in, and she goes, what are you doing? Now, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to yell back at her, what does it look like I'm doing? Because that would have helped a lot. But to my credit, I walked away. I walked down the hall, and I wasn't very far down the hall when I heard Sarah say, Todd, come here. And I went back into my room, and there was a drawer that was open below the drawer that I was looking at, and there was my check right where I put it. Now, I had everything under control, right? I knew where things were. But you have these toxic thoughts. We all do. We have these things that come, and, and they start to play in our mind, these soundtracks, if you will, and we start to believe them. You know, I want you to know that you don't have to be trapped by your toxic thoughts. The, the truth is this, we have the ability to have spiritual authority over the way that we think. Your mind doesn't have to control you, you can control your mind. God's word teaches us this. I want you to listen to this passage in the Bible, and I hope it encourages those of you who are struggling with thoughts that are toxic. Here's what it says. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Once again, I want you to look at this passage, and I want you to recognize that this is war language. This is language that is going to require you and I to be on the offense we can't just wait when we have these toxic thoughts in our life and hope that they'll go away it's like gangrene just like we looked at last week we're going to have to cut these things these toxic thoughts out of our life and i want you to see this too as paul is talking here to the church at corinth this is command language I mean, when he talks about making sure that we are demolishing strongholds, that we are taking every thought captive, this is not a suggestion. 
Paul's not coming along and saying, hey, I think it would be good for you guys. I hope that you will. This is language that he's using to get us in an offensive position so that we will do battle. I want to let you know that God has given you weapons to use in the battle. And here's the weapons that he's given you, his word, his spirit, and his people. I mean, all of these are so important for you and I. And I want you to know, as you have an opportunity to use God's word, the truth, it can demolish all the strongholds, those toxic thoughts that the enemy has told you. These things that we hang on to and we believe. God has given you and I the opportunity to use his word. But here's the truth. You and I have to get in a regular rhythm with reading and studying God's Word. I mean, it's not something that you can just come to once in a while. It's something that has to be present in your life. If you and I do not get in a regular rhythm of reading and studying God's Word, well, man, we're going to battleground with a baseball mitt. Good luck. It's not going to go well for you. You know, we have to be willing to allow God's truth to be the thing that helps us when the enemy is establishing that root, that lie in our minds so that we can claim truth and experience life the way God intended it to be lived. I want you to hear me say this too. I didn't say that you have to have a perfect rhythm in reading God's word. The truth is I talked to so many believers, so many followers of Jesus And many of them, the reason they're not reading scripture is because they felt like they missed some days. And after a while, those days just started building up and then they just gave up. I want to tell you, my hope for you this year is that you'll read more of the word of God, his truth, than you did last year. God's word is powerful. It's given to us not just to be a piece of information, but to give us the ability to use it as a weapon. I love how the writer of Hebrews talks about the word of God. He says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Here's what the word of God does. It gets to the heart of the matter. And for some of you, as you listen to me today, you need that. You need the Word of God to expose these things that you've believed. You need the Word of God to bring light to the darkness. You know, the psalmist says this about God's Word. It says, all God accomplishes is flawless, faithful, and fair. And as every word proves trustworthy and true, Can I get an amen? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God's word is trustworthy? Do you believe that it's true? You know, there are going to be days of discouragement. There are going to be days that that you and I will battle. And we're going to feel like, man, I just was here yesterday. And I want to tell you 
But when we fight these toxic thoughts, it doesn't mean they're going to go away. It just means that each day we get the opportunity to suit back up, to put on the word of God so that we can go out and do the battle that God is calling us to do. You know, there will be days that we'll have to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat these toxic thoughts that continue to linger. But trust and believe that God's word is capable of demolishing any stronghold, any lie that you and I have believed. This is a way that we are going to be able to cleanse ourselves, to experience the life that God wants us to experience. I want to say this too, we have a great filter that God gave us to consider how we can filter every thought, how we can take those thoughts captive. I mean, I want to tell you, if, if you have a hard time sometimes knowing, is that a toxic thought or you're wondering if it is, I want to encourage you to go to this passage and allow it to be your filter. Here's what it says. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about such things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So here's the question. When you use that as a filter, do you think God will give you clarity for how much he loves you for the plan he has for your life, for the challenges of the day, the obstacles that you're facing. I mean, the Bible is telling us that we need to fix our thoughts on these things, these things that are excellent, these things that are praiseworthy. So not only do we get God's word as a weapon, but we get God's presence. And God's presence is powerful because his Holy Spirit living inside the believer. The follower of Jesus can allow that individual to experience his nudge, his counsel, his teaching, his guidance. We have an opportunity to really enjoy this presence that God gives us. I mean, does it just blow you away to think that this coming year, 2023, God's presence resides in you. If you've confessed and surrendered to Jesus, God's presence resides in you and I, and now we get an opportunity to go out and tackle everything that life would bring. Not only do we get God's word, not only do we get God's presence, but we get God's people. I don't know about you, but man, I feel like that is so important. You know, I hope that this year, at the very top of your New Year's resolution, those things that you want to do, that you want to resolve to be better in this coming year, I hope spending more time with God's people is on that list. I want to tell you, for some of you, you need to choose this year to walk with someone to walk with someone who is further along in their spiritual journey. You need to choose to seek someone out that you can go and build a relationship with that loves Jesus. 
And here's the truth, we all need great friends, and I have no greater friends than those who are walking with my king. And I want you to be able to experience that. I want us as a church to be able to experience what it means to walk together. And I want to challenge some of you in this way too, because as I've been sharing today, you know that you have a lot of toxic thinking, a lot of things that you have believed about yourself. And you may have believed them about yourself for a very long time. Well, I want to challenge you this year to be willing to speak them out, to be willing to tell someone else what you're thinking so they can encourage you, so they can pray for you. I mean, the truth is we're not supposed to do life alone. That's why God gave us his people. And so this year we get an opportunity to be his church and to go out and continue to allow our lives to leave the mark of Jesus, not consumed with toxic thinking about who we feel like we should be or what we feel like we should be doing, but people that are filled with determination and purpose to live and look more like Christ. So here's what I want to say to you. Man, are you ready to go to war? Are you ready to go to war this year with the weapons that God has given you? His word, his presence, his people. I hope together that we as a church will continue to move God's kingdom because we're ready to do battle. I want to ask everyone now just to uh, close your eyes and to bow your heads even if you want. And I just want to give us a little space to reflect. And I want us to think about what your toxic thought may be. I want us to uh, personalize this. And the truth is, this could be a powerful moment for you. Because I know how the enemy works, and I know how he's worked in my life, and the times that I've lost ground because I believe things that are lies, and I know how he can work in the lives of others. And I just want to ask you today... For everyone watching at all of our campuses, those of you who are watching online, would you be willing to ask God if there's a toxic thought that has taken hold of you? Right now, would you ask him? And if God makes that clear to you, I want to ask you, will you be willing to take up the weapons that he's given you to do battle You know, if you uh, have identified a toxic thought and you're willing to take up that weapon that God has given you, whether it be his word, it be his presence, his people, it be all three, I want you just to raise your hand right now. Raise your hand as a sign that you're willing to not only identify the thought, but take up the weapons to demolish the strongholds. If you're watching online, you can type in me. If you're one of our campuses, raise your hand. This is really a step between you and the Lord. I just want to encourage you to continue to allow this moment to live beyond this time, that you would be honest about it, that you would share it with other people who are part of God's community so that you can expose the darkness and you can experience the light.
Man, let, let me pray for all of us as we continue to do battle. Jesus, I just pray right now that you would allow us to be faithful. Lord, you've identified something for so many of us, a toxic thought we have believed. And I pray, Lord, as we do battle this year, that you would bring freedom. We thank you for the weapons you've given us, your word, your presence, and your people. And I just pray, God, that we'd use them for your glory. You know, with everyone's head still bowed, I want to ask this question. Have you surrendered to Jesus? You know, if you haven't surrendered to Jesus, I can tell you that the enemy is going to continue to lie to you. And the truth is, Jesus is someone who can bring you freedom from so many of those toxic thoughts, those lies. And Jesus wants you not to believe what the enemy has to say about you, but he wants you to hear what he has created you to be. That you are someone who's loved, you are someone who's valuable, you're someone who can have purpose. You're someone who can overcome. And if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, man, I'd love for you just to pray this prayer at all of our campuses. For those of you watching online, let me just lead you in this prayer. Just pray in the stillness of your heart. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the gift that you give in truth. And I thank you, Lord, that you have given me the gift of your son. And the truth that that represents is that you love me. And God, as much as I understand in this moment, I want to be a part of that. I need rescued from my toxic thinking. I need rescued from my sinful behavior. And so, Jesus, I'm asking that you would come into my life. I want your presence. I want to experience what it means to be your son, to be your daughter. Jesus, I'm so grateful. You know, with everyone's head still bowed and eyes still closed, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I want you to raise your hand right now. At all of our campuses, if you raise your hand, if you're watching online and you prayed that prayer, you can just type, I prayed. You know, I just want you to know that God wants to do something great. So I'd love for you just to raise your hand once again as a sign that you surrendered and you're ready to experience what it means to be someone that is cleansed and free from the toxic thoughts that the enemy wants to hold you in. So Jesus, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for all the decisions that were made. I'm grateful for, uh, Lord, those that would be willing to continue to dig into the truth that you provide. And I thank you, Father, that you didn't lead us, leave us just to battle this war on our own. No, you showed up and you brought victory. And we praise you for that. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen.